0: hey everyone welcome to episode 120 of this week in marketing show also known as the trim show i'm your host Ajit Islam and today i'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of august 1st 2022 2022 first of all we are gonna go over or i'm gonna go over the topics that i am choosing to skip this week because i do not think they uh, hold any value for you the business Owner, But quickly, here are the topics we're choosing. Number one, LinkedIn makes 20 most popular LinkedIn learning courses free. Um, TikTok publishes new guide on how advertisers can navigate new data privacy restrictions in iOS. Meta launches new advertisers' success center to help marketers uh, maximize their ad approaches. Twitter reports new security flaw which has led to the exposure of 5.4 million accounts. Instagram shares tips on effective influencer marketing collaboration. Google continues to work on deduplicating multiple ad listings after local service ads um, you know showing that there were multiple ads from Google that violating their Google's own policy. Um, so Google admitted that they made a mistake. they're fixing the diff- big bug. Lastly, Google adds content guideline links for bloggers, host e-commerce sites, and more. These are things that I don't think will add any value to you as a small business owner, which is why I chose to skip it. Uh, this is something new we have tried. I'm trying. So if you think there is value to it, let me know in the comments, uh, either through you know ratings, something like that, so that I know whether I should continue to do this or not. With that, let's jump into the main updates for this week. First off, LinkedIn launches LinkedIn Collective for B2B marketers. Uh, this is just a community, they're calling it a community designed for B2B marketers to inspire excellent success for all marketers. Now, I've checked it out, and here are my ino- initial feedback, minus the LinkedIn um, uh, PR jargon, which I will save you if you wanna read it, it's in the show notes, but basically I checked it out, it's basically a LinkedIn uh, page. And I call it a page because in like how our business market and grow has a page on LinkedIn is something similar to it. I wish it was more of a group than just a page. Um, The other thing is they started off this last Monday uh, on August 1st, uh, assuming um, they have 3,719 followers and of that engagement is really poor. And that's why I wish they hadn't created a page but more of a group where you can actually chit chat, talk and like in exchange ideas, things like that, you know. The same thing that you have with Facebook group, and this comes to show that you know LinkedIn themselves are, um, while they have the good intentions in mind, they're doing a lot of heavy lifting. They're trying to build a community. You cannot build a community through something like a page or through, yeah, I would call, I'll continue to call it a page for lack of a better term. But to build a community, you need a group. I've seen this in Facebook. You cannot build a community engagement through Facebook page, but you can build it through Facebook group. So I hope whoever has done it uh, has good intentions. I hope if they're listening to this podcast, they take suggestions and they create a group. If they continue to do a page, I'm pretty sure it's going to fall flat and they're going to kill this initiative later on. So far, I haven't seen anything that I really like on that updates. Again, you know, they're doing a lot of heavy lifting and this is where companies waste money. That's my two cents. Okay, moving on. YouTube has made some updates uh, for creators. These are, you know, number one is you can create, um, uh, subscri- creators can see how many subscribers uh, you're get- getting from community posts. This metric can be accessed in YouTube Analytics Subscription Source Report. That's one. Number two is they have allowed, enabled the option. If you have en- enabled the option to remix your content, now you can see three metrics, such as total remix views, total 15 remixes on mobile, top oh, not total, I, I apologize, top 15 remixes on mobile, top 15 remixes on desktop. I do not know about you. I would like that report. Uh, this will just help me better to plan what kind of content is really gaining traction, so what kind of content people are liking to remix and what's happening with that. Now, lastly, uh, you know, YouTube wants to give you more choices when it comes to music. After all, if you choose, if you use music that are copyrighted and you don't have permission to use, you don't, you cannot monetize your video. So, YouTube wants you to create, use music to create videos, remakes, and things like that, and then be eventually able to be eventually make money out of it. So that's why they're, you know, expanding their choices. They're doing more partnerships with labels and uh, publishers. So that's all you need to do, nothing else to do. Um, All it just says YouTube is very creator friendly. They just want you to make more money. As a result, you're going to create more content for YouTube versus less of Instagram or TikTok. Moving on, uh, Google has added structured data for product pros and cons. I would say if you and Google is going to use it, if if you provide it, Google is going to provide the data you provide. If not, Google is going to mix something up on your own. On their own, so it's always in your always it is always in your best interest that you know you provide the structured data. Go ahead, go back to your developers, ask them. You know, hey, can we use this uh, new structured data? If you're not sure what structured data is, go to marketandgrow.com/blog. We wrote a product, we wrote a blog post on how what is structured data, how, what it does, and things like that. And I guess it's time to write a updated blog or something to show you how to do this for um, um, product pros and cons. OK, but definitely very important if you're in uh, e-commerce and you're not doing this. Next up is Google has changed the search result for queries with quotes. Uh, this, again, this is just uh, end user functionality change, nothing. It hasn't changed any of the ranking factor, indexing factor, things like that. It's just that now when you do a search, such as like in double quotes, uh, Google search, or say if you do a Google search on the word, let's just say market and grow. And the search result will show snippet where the quoted text appears, even if it appears in the menu item. Previously, this wasn't the case. Uh, Google says they got a lot of feedback. They says people want to see it. I do not know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm skeptical. I think they just did it because it's going to get let people um, stay more on Google, click on more things, and off they go. Um, but, you know, something just you should know, uh, again, it does not change how the search algorithm works. Next up is Google has launched a new version of Google Tag. This is particularly of interest for people who have multiple Google products, whether it's um, Google Merchant Center, Google Ads, Google Analytics, Google on your website. It just ties all into one get uh, in one place. Now, one thing you should know is that this is only available with um, Google Tag Manager and Google Analytics 4, okay, so if you're not using Google Analytics 4, you are at a loss. Uh, I've used, I've looked at it, I've, I've like, you know, kind of played around with it, I like it, because when you go to Google Tag Manager, there is a tab called Google Tag, and where you can see that on our website, we have the Google Site Tag right the global tag which is gtag.js we have that and then it kind of shows uh, like oh it's connected to google ads it's connected to this it's going here so it's a one place a visual way to see uh, a lot of different things where your tags are connected what it is doing when um. also google plans to update this tag in the future so if you're not using google site tag you're at a disadvantage if you're not google using google analytics for well you know I don't know if you're whether you're really running a good business or not because if you do not have measurement and especially Google the current version Google Analytics three is going away, so you definitely should be uh, migrating to Google uh, GA four now because you have less than eleven months before it goes away, and you want to collect historical data uh, and. If you're, if you're not running ads, that's fine. You can still leave without it because you're living off of uh, organic traffic or through Facebook posts or social media marketing. Uh, that's all there is for this update. Uh, let's move on to the next update. Uh, and the next update is Google Planner now allows you to organize keywords into ad groups. Previously, you have to do this manually. Now, Google has an automated um, a machine learning algorithm or artificial intelligence that suggests what ad groups your keyword should belong to. Uh, this is, again, helpful for someone who has thousands of keywords and doesn't know what ad groups they should uh, uh, use. So it's quite helpful. Again, just with any other artificial intelligence, I would say uh, test, be careful, be cautious, uh, let Google handle it, but go double-check. Don't just rely on Google. There are new features in Google's Discovery ad. Uh, the, first of all, the onboarding flow for Discovery has, has been rebuilt. Advertisers will be asked to add different aspect ratios, distinct headlines, text overlays for images when they create their ads. Additionally, users will or create people who are creating ads will get real-time feedback on how effective the ads are with scoring ranging from poor to excellent as well as an optimi- optimization score, similar to you see in other Google ads. Also, discovery uh, ad advertise. Discovery ad advertisers or discovery advertisers can use the inside space to see which audience segments may deliver the biggest impact. I like that, assuming it works. Uh, Advertisers can also use asset reporting to view performance across discovery ads. Users can compare the performance between assets uh, and decide which one to turn off, which switch or edit. Okay. Uh, And the other one is there is a new audience builder advertisers can use to create and reuse audiences across campaigns. Users can also use the Google Ads editor as well as API to manage campaigns at scale. This is not for you, the normal business user, but this is something if you are planning to write um, add on product for Google Ads, then this is something for you. Okay. Uh, But if you want to dig deeper into the full announcement, we're going to put the link to the show notes page. Go ahead and check that out next up uh Facebook is shutting down live commerce on October 1 2022 live commerce is going to continue to live on Instagram however Facebook said that you know what they don't see a future for live commerce on Facebook so thus they're gonna kill it in about uh, two months or less than two months okay uh, that's all there is no uh, but you know this also an ha- interesting point like remember in last episode episode number 19 I talked about the opening update was like you know ec- Shopify is laying off 10%. So this kind of plays into it where, you know, e-commerce is not what it's starting to. Maybe it became a big thing when uh, COVID hit, And there was lockdown, but now I think people like to go out, people like to buy. And the other thing is, I've never been a big fan of live commerce just because you have to be around, right? You have to be around to get on it and hop on it and buy things. Uh, So Facebook, uh, and you should go back to like two years ago when it was first Facebook launched it. And I talked about it in that episode. I will try to track it down. Uh, I don't have the episode number on top of my mind, but uh, it's just something I don't think, you know, it really pays off. It's like QVC. Uh, middle of the night thing where people it's impulsive buy, a lot of refunds a lot of returns i guess i'm assuming i'm not an expert i'm not like you know know it all but i'm just guessing uh, and then people change their mind their buyer's remorse they return it and it just creates you know, problems but anyway the news is that facebook is shutting down live commerce um, we'll move on Uh, Twitter location spotlight is now available to all businesses. Previously, it was in beta function, which means it had only limited businesses have access to it. Now, what is spotlight? Spotlight. Uh, local location spotlight. It's like first you have to convert your Twitter account to a professional profile. I will add the link in the show notes where you can click on it and it will take you uh, how you can take your personal Twitter account and make it a business account, which is a professional account. And then you will have a location spotlight, which is basically it allows your, you know, people who are following your business uh in on twitter we'll be able to see your office address it's for businesses with physical address so if you have a twitter account and you have a physical business you should definitely do this and if not just move on Next up, uh, there is this thing called Twitter Flight School. I did not know that there is a thing called Twitter Flight School. And this is one of the reasons I like doing this show. Because you know, sometimes people ask me, why do you do this show, Sajid, and you've been pretty regular you know, between amongst your travel, sickness, illness, whatever it is, you do this every week, you spend time. I was like, you know, I consume the news anyway. I might as well record a podcast and share it with whoever wants to listen to it. If no one wants to listen to it, that's fine. So... Twitter Flight School is a free education element which provides you with a Twitter accreditation and covers all the basics of tweeting and tweet strategy, which is worth taking to ensure that you are across, uh, ensure that you're taking, you're leveraging all the opportunities of the app. Okay, now Twitter is launching this called taking care of business workshops series which is designed to help professionals starting out on twitter gain a better understanding of its latest products and offerings the workshop will cover how to set up your professional account how to activate an op- appropriate spotlight for your business and how to tweet confidently engage with your audience plus their other courses so go ahead and check out twitter flight school uh, especially if you're on the twitter universe twitterverse if not skip okay Lastly, and this is the big update for this week, usually it, something like this would not become the biggest update, largest update, but Pinterest reports a 9% revenue increase in Q2 2022. Now, you know, this is why I said the biggest update of this week is that I have noticed errors in their quarterly report, not only for Q2 2022, but Q1 2022, and I haven't gone back the previous quarters. So how did I catch this error? Well, I was looking over it, and they're like, oh, they they have... You know, lost some users, but their daily active users is still at 433 million, right? So I was like, hmm, they lost users, is 433 million, so which region did they lose the users? And then when I was doing the math, I realized that they lost 2 million users. Like I added up, rest of the world, Europe, US. I added it up, it comes to 431, right? Not 430, actually 434. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it comes down to 432 million, okay, instead of 433 million. So I was like, wow. So big be, because in Q1, they had 92 million users in the U.S. 19, in Q2, they have 90 million users in the uh, U.S., plus they gained a bit of a users in uh, rest of the world, which is India and Latin America and things like that. But that's besides the point. And the point is that now, having said that the numbers are off, which means the revenue per user is also off, But one thing I need to share with you is that besides that they have an error message, and I'm going to write a blog on it, and I'm going to tweet the Pinterest team uh, that you know a billion-dollar company with CFOs and all these things—they all glanced over and they all missed this basic mathematical error—is that they make a lot still. They still make a lot of money here in the U.S. Right? Revenue per user in the U.S. is. I'm trying to think what it is. It's about like $5 and some cents change. That's pretty big compared to like rest of the world is $0.10. Well, this is the first time that they are actually, they're seeing a growth of 80% on rest of the world, which is like it used to be probably $0.02. Now it's $0.10. But... That's the big takeaway, that Pinterest still makes a lot of money here in the U.S. They have mistakes or errors in their quarterly report. Uh, then there's this firm called Elliott Management who, who that has a track record of buying up assets in companies that it believes could be performing better, has recently purchased that 9% stake in Pinterest. So these are good news. I wish Pinterest, uh, I mean a publicly traded company making mistakes two quarters, maybe more, in their earnings statement is a big thing. It's a big, uh, you know, I guess, mistake. Because now they have to go back, recalculate everything, restate all their earnings, and their stock prices are going to take a hit. But oh well. Well, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. Uh, once again, this is Hussaji Islam signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye bye.